we pray together. God of the procession, give us faith to walk each step of this holy story. Help us hear anew that you are with us in our brokenness, despair, and even in death, forgiving, healing, saving, and bringing life. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a note on the reading today, we will end this Palm Sunday with the words, crucify him. It's a stark ending, but it will linger for us in the week. And then we will pick up on the story on Thursday, Monday, Thursday, uh, with Jesus instituting um, the meal with his disciples, and then on Good Friday, as we hear the story of the cross. Our awareness, our ability to hear and notice has been impacted in our time of quarantine. We are just more attentive to the reality of death, to the needs of our neighbor, to the truth that we cannot control things. Things in the background now become more clear. People in professions that we previously took for granted are now our greatest heroes. Grocery workers, teachers, nurses and doctors, personal care assistants, owners of small businesses, just to name a few. The reality of unemployment lurks at every doorstep. We notice chalk hearts on sidewalks and colored animal photos in living room windows. Regular mail, the act of sending a letter with a stamp has become a life-changing experience. We observe the sheer miracle in the colors of the sunrise, the deep longing to be again with people we love. Little things are anchoring us in the midst of chaos. I know you will hear this story, the story of Jesus differently today and throughout this holy week. You are all in different surroundings than last Palm Sunday. Here you are in your homes listening to the story of Jesus in his final days of life. A story that still shapes us and holds us in the world and defines us as Christians. And so we are given the opportunity to hear anew in a different setting and time. What is it for you that will catch your attention in the story this year? Where in this story will your heart be depleted? Where will you hear a glimmer of hope? There are quiet details that come forth to awaken us through the betrayal, the yelling crowds, the deserting followers, the conceding leaders, the brutality and abuse. There is a divine pulse that continues to beat and circulate life. Through this story, even in the forsakenness and brokenness of humanity, God is calling and connecting and creating. Here are some of those fascinating details. 
Jesus instructs his disciples to find a donkey and a colt. Who's the owner of these animals? This unknown person has this cameo appearance in this story. Who is this person that would let their livelihood be checked out to strangers? This someone must have trusted that they were part of something greater than themselves. Someone must have heard or felt a nudge or trusted deeply in the words that Jesus said, the Lord needs them. What is this person's story? And how is their act, their faith then, part of this bigger story? And then there is this unnamed woman whom you will hear about who brings an expensive jar of ointment to anoint Jesus' head. Where did that jar of ointment come from? What was the woman keeping it for? And why did she know to find Jesus on that day and place this on his head just before his death? This unnamed woman must have sent that she was meant to offer and extend herself beyond every social boundary to come and anoint the Son of God. How did she know that this would be a death anointing? In all the unknown, what is known is that this woman's shocking, lavish act would forever become a tale of abundance. And then again, we hear later in the story, a certain man in the city has an upper room, and Jesus instructs his disciples to go find him and inquire, and this man obliges. The man and his space is set apart in this story. Who is this man, and why did he open up his op upper room that day? It is there that Jesus institutes his final meal with his disciples, those same disciples who would betray and deny him. Jesus' presence made known in this meal of remembering God's saving act as fear and unknown lurk near. And then Matthew will tell us that they close this time of eating with a hymn they sang together. We cannot know exactly what hymn, but it is thought that it is a Jewish hymn that chants phrases from Psalm 114 through 118. Here with Beth imminent, a collective song of trust in God's presence is sung. The spoken word is set aside so a faithful chorus could emerge. And then there's Pilate's wife. Someone in the background takes a risk to interrupt the public work of her husband, to whisper to him of a dream that is so vivid and real that she must speak it. Even though Pilate does not ultimately take her insight, the story pauses uncomfortably so her voice can be heard detail lingers there awkwardly. 
When our lives are on autoplay, I think we can miss the subtle details. This year is different. The story is like sand being sifted through small holes, leaving gems to be found on the top. What evidence is left then to help you see beyond what the world sees? To see the divine details emerging quietly and creatively, to remind us that we are not abandoned in our lacking, in our failing, in our desire to control, in the killing of God. This story is alive so we can hear and know of God's deep love for the world and each of us. So now listen and notice the divine written within. Amen. <laughs>